Back in on 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Likens, Nick Price. You're listening to Out of Bounds as we are live and local all day today on 610 Sports Radio. Cool moment happening on ESPN. As Bobby Knight is uh, is out on the floor with the 40-year anniversary of the team. Well, I didn't know Bobby Knight had, had really gotten past this. We're, we're real close to, to losing Bob, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it in the break. It's been... You know, at least 10 years since he's been done at ESPN, and we haven't really seen much of him since then. Right. Cool moment, though. I tweeted earlier, the first kick attempt in the XFL is missed. No one is shocked with that outcome, and quickly two replies. It's actually the second kick that got missed. Either way, it was a 35-yard field goal. Um, Bobby Knight, back in Indiana for the first time since 2000 when he was fired as the head coach uh, for the Indiana Hoosiers. Then he would go on to Texas Tech, I believe. And coaching the Big 12. It was all right. I don't know. A lot of Bobby Knight's a weird situation, right? A lot of lot of bad memories, but tons of good memories. Mm-hmm. Last team to go undefeated win a national title in 87, I believe, is when Indiana did that. Mark Cuban is in attendance at this game. Everybody in the crowd right now is doing exactly what you think they would be doing, holding cell phones, tears in their eyes. Um, and that's not the XFL. That's not what they're doing in the XFL. And the XFL. Uh, it seems like it's a little bit, uh, man, it just seems a little forced. And I get it. There's a lot of you out there that are excited. You're you're overzealous. I think that you're faking it. I think that you are just one of these types of fans, and I'll get into it. But with the XFL returning today, and I really feel people are lying to themselves or they really just have too much time on their hands to really give you-know-what about this league. Um, the AAF folded. The the XFL folded the first time. We've all seen the 30 for 30, and I, I hear you talking now. Oh, but Dusty, it's different now. It's they've They've learned from their mistakes. Okay. I'll believe it when I see it. Everyone says, oh, well, it's nice to watch these players that you didn't know were still playing. There's a reason why they're not still playing. There's a reason why Cardell Jones isn't playing in the NFL. There's a reason why Landry Jones, who plays for the Dallas Renegades, isn't playing in the NFL. There's a reason why Kenneth Farrow, who plays for the Seattle Dragons, which is the most absurd name I've ever heard, doesn't play in the NFL. Will Hill plays for the St. Louis Battlehawks. It was a BCS championship winner. Doesn't play in the NFL. Sterling Moore, Seattle Dragons. Matt McGloin, like we talked at the very beginning of the show, who might have been the worst quarterback to ever play for the Oakland Raiders. And again, that's really saying something. That's saying a lot. Plays for the New York Guardians. Trash. Tommy Lee Lewis. Tommy Lee, all one word. Dallas Renegades. Josh Johnson, LA Wildcats. Cameron Artis Payne, the former Auburn running back, scored five touchdowns for the Carolina Panthers in four seasons. There's a reason why he doesn't play football in the NFL. Because he sucks. Cardell Jones, the mythical Ohio State quarterback, hasn't thrown a pass in an organized game since he was a Buffalo Bill in 2016. Well, now he's playing right now for D.C., and they're up 9-6 to six with 6 minutes and 56 seconds left in the game. Cardell Jones, yeah, I'm good. Sammy Coates, I'm good. Aaron Murray, Tampa Bay Vipers. I'm okay with that name. Tampa Bay Vipers, if I was going to go anywhere in the XFL, that's where I'd want to be. Mm-hmm. That's where Aaron Murray is. He could probably have a lot of fun in Tampa Bay if he really wanted to. But, again, 
when it comes to the XFL, I just don't want to give it a chance because I don't think it's entertaining. I don't think it's fun. When it's a sport where you're looking at over-unders and Vegas lines and different types of rules instead of maybe the talent on the field, yeah, that's a problem. And you've got a list. What you said is what? Former Chiefs in the XFL? Yes, former Chiefs. So like you said, Sammy Coates on there. Uh, Offensive guard Khalil McKenzie, probably remember him. Uh, Matt McGloin spent a little bit of time with the Chiefs. And then you've got like cornerback uh, Demontre Wade. Uh, you've got offensive tackle Isaiah Battle, quarterback Chase Linton, Ooh. Aaron Murray. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty you don't much like the Shantavius Jones. Never heard of him. T.J. Barnes, Damian Mama, uh, Alonzo Moore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that I think that people are just they love football so much that they would like to see something like this work out. Now, sure. it's never ever ever going to get to a point where it's popular even a fraction of how much the NFL is popular. I mean, the NFL just dominates American sports. It's the number one sport in the country right now. But I think that people just like, they love football so much that they want to see football more often. So I don't think it's every person because I think there's always a topic every year where we're like, God, these Monday night games suck. This Sunday night games. Okay. This Thursday night game is terrible. I get it. Right. I get it. But you're watching because at the time, that's when that season of sport is being played. Like Sunday night baseball might be terrible if it's Pittsburgh versus St. Louis, but I'll still watch it because there's nothing else to watch on Sunday night other than what Dateline or 60 minutes. And I really don't care to watch 60 minutes unless it's an intriguing story. And I'm going to watch that, but I'll tell you what, at nine o'clock, I'm going to switch over to whatever HBO show I'm watching. Just like tonight, I'm not going to stop everything to watch whatever game's on on the XFL. Now, the only thing that is intriguing to me is that there are actual betting lines. Dragons at defenders. Like I can't believe I'm doing this on air right now. Dragons at defenders are minus seven and a half favorites for the defenders. Wildcats at roughnecks. That's where we're at in the XFL right now. Roughnecks. Minus six points in favor of the roughnecks. The Vipers that are led by Aaron Murray. Yeah, they're favored by two and a half against the Guardians. Not of the Galaxy, but of the XFL. And the Battlehawks of St. Louis are nine-point dogs versus the Renegades. I have no idea how they come up with these lines when we haven't seen any of these guys play football in like five years. But like I was saying before, Dusty, it's just it's more football. And I'm not going to say that like I'm going to sit down and make sure to watch every single XFL game. But it is interesting. And they put a couple rule changes in there to kind of shake it up. Not things that I think will really get adopted into the NFL, but like they changed kickoffs. They've changed it to where, like, after a touchdown, you don't kick an extra point. You go for a one, a one, two, or three point play right. from like the two, five, or the ten yard line. Yeah, it's terrible. so it's like just some interesting stuff to see, and the it's is- a little bit different of an approach than they took before because before it was like it's all about like let's make this game more violent, more big hits, and obviously football is moving away from that. So they had to try to figure out a way to make it more exciting without making it more dangerous. And so they're trying it. I don't really think that it's going to work no but it's got a better chance than the AAF did the over under in the first game they're playing Seattle versus DC is 51 and a half there are 15 points on the board right so I can tell you right now if you can take any advice from me in gambling take every single under for every single game in the XFL unless it's like 30 take every single under like it's not good quality it's a trash idea but people, and it will be popular because of where it's placed on the calendar 
and the simpletons who are holding out hope to continue to watch football. I say this because we get enough of football during the regular season. It starts in August when preseason starts, right? It starts in August and it goes all the way to February. That's August, September, October, November, December, January. Seven months of football, okay? Seven months of football. You already get, that's already a good quality. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be the number one sport in the entire United States. It is. And I get it. I'll follow it because it's a sport, and I just think it's interesting that it's probably going to be a terrible sport. But didn't we all just watch the 30 for 30 on how bad the first go-around was, how it wasn't going to be this typical type of sport? Now they've changed the rules just to ins- just out of spite of the NFL. They've made kickoffs this weird formation, which is fine, but they're making obscure rules because they don't have the athletes to play the game in its entirety. So they're hiding their poor talent and the poor, whatever you want to call it on the field. And they're disguising it with what I'm looking at right now, where they have the favorite on the screen. They have the over under on the screen. They have all this type of stuff to distract you from what you're watching, because what you're watching is bottom of the barrel talent guys that didn't make it. And it's just not a good quality. And it doesn't have any influence on anything moving forward in the sports world. There's no, like, if your team wins the XFL, do you think you're getting a parade? Probably not. Probably not. Are you going to have jersey sales? Probably. Somebody's going to buy a Battle Hawks jersey in St. Louis because why not? And the fact that fans that I've seen on Twitter said, you know what we did last night? We put all the XFL teams in a hat and we drew names. And that's who we're attached to. They're making a mockery of a sport, of an event that doesn't make sense. Like these guys that are jacked up for the XFL are lying to themselves. They're not jacked up. They're just literally either bored with themselves currently or they have nothing else that interests them in life because this is not going to be a good product. It's not going to be fun. It's just different, and it's in the middle of February. And again, like Carrington Harrison said on the drive yesterday when I was helping them produce, if it doesn't work now – They will never, ever, 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 ever have a product that works in football in the sports world other than the NFL when it comes to this type of product. This is definitely the last chance. I'm just going to leave you one one little point is that if it does happen to stick around a little bit, Mm. maybe that gives guys that maybe were undrafted but were close to it an opportunity to go and play more football and put more tape out there and get into the NFL. So, I mean, like that's one of the silver linings that – yeah, overall, the talent level in the XFL, it's not going to be very good. You've got a lot of guys that make rosters in the NFL, and most of the guys at the bottom of the rosters are questionable to say the least. But if you can give guys that maybe have that potential and didn't get it quite figured out by the time that they were done with college football, give them a little chance to put more tape out there, maybe we'll see some guys that go from the XFL and they make it onto a practice squad, and then they make it onto a roster. And, I mean, that itself would be at least, I don't know if you could call it a success, but one success from the XFL. Somebody says, get off your high horse. It's not supposed to be the NFL. They're not acting like it's the NFL. It's just another outlet for football players to play football. Get over yourself. Okay. Uh, This take is so on. I love it. Get a life folks. FFL fans. That is, I just, I think it's forced. That's all I'm saying. I didn't ever say that it was comparable to the NFL. I'm just saying it's forced. They've already done it. It didn't work and it wasn't good. It wasn't fun. It didn't do anything like, all I remember from that is from the first go around is Tommy Maddox and Rod Smart, who went by the nickname of He Hate Me. That's it. That's all I remember from that. And then somebody said, didn't Nathan Peterman, didn't Nathan Peterman go to the Raiders? Matt McGloin was worse. Coming up, you hate to see it, you love to see it. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. 
Man, I didn't know I was going to piss off a lot of diehard XFL fans. I don't know piss off a lot there. of people with that one. I don't know there were diehard XFL fans. I, don't I think, think there's people... just diehard football fans. I don't think that there's a diehard XFL fan out yeah, there yet. Let's read some text. Says. Get off your high horse. We read this one earlier, right? Get off your high horse. It's not supposed to be the NFL. They're not acting like it's the NFL. It's just another outlet for the football players to play for. This is, uh, what do you have to get over yourself? Okay. Sorry. It's my job to make opinions. This take is so on. I love it. Get a, get a life, folks. XFL fans, that is. Not football fans. They have three or four different uh, classes of soccer in Europe, and people watch that because that's the sport. They want to watch. They want to watch. It's better than college football. Even though there's no real rooting interest yet, stop bashing on blank you don't know anything about. Um, I responded. I feel like it's different over in the Premier League slash English Champions League, other leagues like that. I've lived in Europe half my life. Oh, there are many smaller leagues around there that have much less talent than the bigger leagues, but they are still watched and it's still played. First off, soccer is the most popular sport in the world. I don't think the XFL is going to go anywhere, but once again, it's something to watch between now and baseball season. Is that not what I just defined? Like okay. it's something like it's something that I'll put on my TV and have in the background. You know, like when it's July and there's some Canadian football league game on and I got this itch for football, I'll turn it on. I won't really I won't really watch it. Right. But like it's gonna be on the TV. And, and that's pretty much all this is. And again, same number. I heard you read my text on air. I'm not a fan. I'm not an XFL fan even. I just think it's kind of blank of you to tell these people trying to make their dreams come true that they're trash, bottom of the barrel, and what they're doing doesn't mean anything. That's taken way out of context. Mm -hmm. I said the league is trash, not the players, okay? Cardell Jones was trash in the NFL. He's never going to play in the NFL again, and this isn't the one up for it. The same number said it's not going anywhere. So then what are they really doing? Because what happened in the AAF? All these guys were told they were going to get money. They didn't get money, and then their career came to a halt. Now, on a last-ditch effort, they're doing this league again that has been high-praised and high up that has failed before. Again, I'm not saying that the players and what they're doing for their dreams is trash, I'm saying that the league idea and everything around it is you can't make up something that is a billion dollar industry in one side of the spectrum. And you can't make something up in a year and a half to two years to say, here's what we're going to do. I've seen this before. It didn't work. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that you're trash because you watch it. I'm just saying people like this texture completely said and defended me with that. This is just here to do just Get people that just have to have football, that can't watch the NBA, that can't look into spring training rosters and think, oh, where's Brady Singer at this year? Where's Bobby Witt Jr. at this year? Baseball's boring to you. That's totally fine. I'm just telling you what my opinion is on the XFL, and that's how I truly feel. That's all I'm saying. No, I think that there are simpletons that like football and that are just watching this and looking at it from a point of view that is, oh, hey, I'm going to watch this because it's football. I I will say that like one thing that comes out of this that's definitely a positive is, I mean, it's like it's a boost to the local economy having events like this and especially for places that don't have football teams. That's why I don't really agree with the fact that they put most of these XFL teams in cities where they already have an NFL team, though. Like yeah. giving St. Louis the Battle Hawks or whatever. Like we 
They took the team away from them when they moved the Rams to L.A., so, like, give them some football back, that's fine. But right. I don't know. Like, the rest of it. They had a chance at St. Louis to support their football team. And they, they didn't. didn't. And they won a Super Bowl, and they didn't support that team. Hate to see it. Love to see it. There you go. Sorry, fans. I don't mean to name call you. That's my fault. I shouldn't have used the word simpleton. I just feel that people that are really engaged into the XFL really don't watch anything other than football, which makes them simple, narrow-minded people. Sorry to use the definition in the wrong part. Hate to see it, love to see it. Manny Ginobili has turned into a straight-up superhero in retirement. The NBA legend sprang into action and helped rescue a grandma who fell down a sand dune. Here's what went down. The grandmother was at the beach in uh, Blanca Bay, Argentina, when she decided to try to climb a sand dune but fell. That's when two men, including 42-year-old Mano Ginobili, sprinted to help the lady pick her up and carry her to safety. You'll love to see it. Oh, you love to see it. I mean, the guy was a hero on the court. Now he's a hero off the court. I mean, the legend continues for Manu. This is one I don't really understand if you hate to see it or if you love to see it. I think it's kind of both because you hate to see potholes, but you, but you love to see people get better. Um, it would be hard to find anyone who likes potholes, but hitting one apparently saved a Nebraska man's life. Paramedics were racing, 50, uh, were, uh, were racing a 59-year-old man to the hospital. He had a dangerously rapid heartbeat of 200 beats per minute. When the ambulance hit a pothole, medics said the man's heartbeat suddenly turned to normal. Doctors say this is rare, but it can happen. Quote, one way to treat that is with an electrical shock. Classically, you'll see it on television. The paddle's clear, and then boom, a big jolt. Turns out you can do it with a pothole, one doctor said. The man is expected to have a full recovery. You love to see it. I'd but say you love to see it. Yeah. You hate to see potholes, but you love to see when something like that helps out. That's right. Um, something you hate to see, but love to see is uh, we're going to get into the coronavirus here for a little bit because there's a lot of hate to see it, love to see it. I <laughs> uh, got a picture on the internet of a U.S. man who wore a plastic tent on a plane to avoid the uh, coronavirus. I thought this was interesting because what happens if he passes gas, for one? What happens if he sneezes or coughs? It's just going to go all over the place. And then what if you're sitting next to this guy? Love the idea that he's trying to stay safe. Love the idea that he's trying to protect himself from this terrible virus that's sweeping over um, over in Asia. It's just one of these things is that this guy went out of the way. Like, what if he gets up? How does he go to the bathroom? You hate to see it because it's a terrible time with this uh, epidemic that's almost taking over the world. But it's also you love to see it because this guy was like, you know what? Zero chances. Right. And also, like, you always have those people that getting on or off of a flight are taking way too long to get situated. How long did it take this guy to fit into a seat with his plastic bubble? That's what I'm wondering. Like, did the stewardess say, sir, sir, you know, you need to put your seatbelt. Like, how's he put his seatbelt He must have paid the $25 to board first, right? Go pick I mean, the best seat. Get, get all situated. Get his bubble all set. You I would, don't know. You would definitely hope so. I mean, 25 bucks or death. $25, you love to see it. Um, moving on. Jackie Chan, when it comes to the uh, coronavirus, Jackie Chan has offered $197,000 for someone to find the anecdote um, for the coronavirus. Hong Kong action star Jackie Chan, again, has offered $197 US dollars. Or I'm sorry, a reward of $1 million. Uh, Jackie Chan's recent movie Vanguard was pulled at the last minute in China due to concerns over the spread of the of the coronavirus in theaters. Um, it wrote uh, in a post late Thursday that he had hoped to do what he could during the current epidemic besides offering songs and cheer to the people who were affected by the outbreak. Quote, science and technology is key to overcoming the virus, and I believe many people have the same thought as me 
and hope that the anecdote can be developed as soon as possible, the 65-year-old wrote. So you love to see it, that Jackie Chan has gone above and beyond what his clout of an actor is over there in that type of uh, cinematography type of films, and Mm -hmm. that he is a huge star in Hong Kong, and that he is going out of his way to offer money to get people like scientists and people to research and find a cure for a virus that is just absolutely terrible at this time. Um, This one is the last one on the coronavirus that you hate to see, but you love to see because there's still hate in the world, but a Chinese woman scares a rapist away by coughing and pretending that she has the coronavirus. That's a beautiful move right there. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's using your wit and your brains and the current situation uh, to get out of something that is just absolutely a terrible act and something that that guy should probably get uh, incarcerated for. Right. You love to see it, though. I mean, like using something, not that, I mean, it's a bad situation in general and then an even worse situation finding yourself in this spot, but finding a way to get out of it. The wit, like you said by her, you love to see it. Hate to see it. Love to see it. You hate to see this because the guy got injured. You love to see it because uh, someone got injured. But uh, the guy on the video that you saw this week that went for a pass from Mahomes and got hit by the parking meter, yeah, here he is. The MVP here is on the bus. He looks out, he throws a pass to someone here in the crowd, and the guy goes for it, but boom. Yeah, he runs into a parking meter, and the meter clearly won. This video went viral. Tonight, we tracked down that man, or dude, LaRue Bell. That was on the corner of 17th and Grand. Okay, so I'm coming around the corner, the bus stops, and uh, I'm kind of in the backfield. I'm not in the group of people. I'm kind of like by myself back there. So, you know, I wave my hands like, hey, throw me the ball. And if you see, I, I don't know if that was Kelsey right there, one of the players, he, he was pointing at me. And he grabs Mahomes and points at me again, like throw him the ball. So I was like, oh, me? Let's go. You know, and he threw it. And uh, that didn't turn out too well. I, all I remember is after after that moment when I turned around, I felt like I tipped the ball off my fingertips and I woke up on the ground. The video doesn't show it, but LaRue was on the ground for a long time and he got hurt where it hurts the most. Now his co-workers figured out that he was the guy in the video the next day who was wearing the red hat. Yeah, you hate to see it, right? But you love to see it because you got to get a pass from Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, you'll get to tell people that your rest of your life. The only thing you won't be able to tell them is maybe that little snippet of information where you just ran into a solid brick. You ever done that uh, before? Like, what, I remember. Ran into a, to a parking meter? Just like anything. Like, I ran into a mailbox running a deep route one time in my neighborhood. And let me tell you, like, that is not, not fun. And I don't even have the cool story to attach to it that no. Patrick Mahomes threw me the ball. It was just my friend. So we played that yesterday on the drive, and I thought it was interesting because we use it for that topic of hate to see it, love to see it. But I think the thing that's crazy about uh, that is Carrington brought up with Heisler on the air and myself. We were talking about what's the worst thing that you've done when you come to running into something. And Carrington said he was playing, like, street football and, like, ran into a car doing, like, a like a full-on, like, route mm-hmm. and just ran straight into the hood of a car and just completely clocked himself. And uh, I think the worst thing I ever did was, like, show my millennial genes as I was uh, walking through, like, a street in Denver, and I didn't notice it. And there was just, like, a sign, and I was looking down, texting or tweeting or something, and I just ran flat into the street sign, just, like, nailed my head, and, like, all my friends were like, idiot, like, they saw it coming. I didn't because my head was down. What do you know? An XFL kicker makes one from almost 50 yards, probably 50-plus, as the score at halftime is 13-12. to So there's 25 points on the board. They got to get 25 more to hit the over. Uh, Last one on hate to see it, love to see it. This one I found interesting because I used to watch the show World's Dumbest Criminals. 
um, in Santa Rosa County, Florida. Yep, that's right, Florida, once again. Two men were not discreet in their plans to sell drugs in the Florida panhandle, according to officials. The Florida Highway Patrol arrested two men suspected of drug trafficking after troopers pulled them over on Sunday and found drugs in a bag labeled bag full of drugs. That's amazing. Yeah. That's like that's like putting that's like putting your drugs in a in your high school gym bag that's got your name on it. Like that's that's just terrible. But, you know, classic story out of Florida, I guess. Yeah. Um interesting. So that's this week's centered and uh this week's segment of Hater to Love It. Hate to see it, love to see it. You hate to see the 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 guys uh putting drugs in a bag labeled bag of drugs, but you love to see that uh that the the guys that do that are actually getting arrested and and for the reason why. So hate to see it, love to see it on out of bounds coming up outside the NFL for the last time of the year. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. The XFL is that can of Shasta. This again from the 913 is that can of Shasta you've had in the back of your fridge for a month, but you forgot to buy soda and now it's icing out and you can't go get anything. So you just stare at it for like 10 minutes before deciding blanket. I'll drink it. Solid. Dusty, you can say whatever you want. Love you, bud. From the 913. Much love back. I appreciate it. It was just an opinion and it really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And I get it. I used the word simpleton in the, in the year 2020. That was not a direct shot at people that watch the sport. I'm just saying I used it as an example. Anecdote. That's what I meant to say. Not anecdote. Anecdote. Uh, anecdote is shared personal experience. So my personal anecdote was learning how to use the word antidote. There we go. Can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> uh, origin of, of reading. Yeah. Um, the meter was signed by the Raiders. It's the only way they can stop Mahomes from passing on them. That's pretty solid. Take that, Kramer. Um, from the nine or from the eight one six, I don't plan on watching one game of the XFL, but listening to you talk about the XFL, like you are, like you are, it is just infuriating to me. Sorry to bug you guys. It's not again. It's just my opinion. You could have listened to Jay Binkley from 10 to noon. And I guarantee you, he probably was like all about it. He's he jacked was, for it. He was all about it. I don't think Jay Binkley is a simpleton. I don't think he's truly a simpleton. I'm just saying that there are guys like that that are probably that way that will watch this. Again, it's not me name-calling people to an extent. I'm just saying it seems like a very simple idea to put a lot of different rules and a lot of different changes around less talent during the time period of which everybody's still holding on to one sport. I tend to like baseball, basketball, soccer, and golf. All of that is kind of going on right now. So I don't necessarily need the XFL. And maybe I'm myself a simpleton because I just can't seem to get over the fact that XFL is actually a sport. But I'm looking at the crowds. I'm looking at tweets. I'm looking at the text line. And it seems there's just a mockery of it. That's what I'm getting at. And if it can't work now, it's never going to work around the NFL. Outside the NFL. Last time of the year, Nick Price, that we do this. Uh, where we go outside the NFL, we read you stories. Uh, that involve the NFL, but are just more of a mockery of uh, when people try to get inside the NFL. Jet Chip Wasp 
I'll say that one more time. Jet Chip Wasp. The new 65 toss power trap. Yep. That is the play that has been over, over modulatedly talked about, which was Tyree Kill catching the ball from Patrick Mahomes against the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl, also against the New England Patriots back in 2018. Um, it has now officially been added to Madden 2020, especially after Tyree Kill tweeted and said on February 6th, is there any way we can get Wasp into Madden? It is now. Your primary target is Tyree Kill. The personnel is one running back, one tight end, and three wide receivers. The concept is dagger. Love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we'll talk about the last right? segment, things that you love to see. You love to see that it's a dagger play, and pretty cool. I mean, like, we... I oftentimes, you know, going into a big Chiefs game or whatever, I'll play Madden. I'll play the matchup. I played the Chiefs and the Niners on Madden just to, like, kind of simulate that process and having the game ceiling, not the game ceiling, but the game changing play. Momentum swinger. Yeah, the momentum swinger, the real dagger. Right. Having that in the game, that's awesome. That's awesome. Another thing that's pretty awesome, I think, is that Des Bryant may be eyeing a return. So, you know, McCole Hardman, he tweeted out getting ready to – Ready to get to training with that guy at Des Bryant. And then he said, yes, sir. Let's get it, brother. And then Patrick Mahomes said, I'll see y'all there. And Des said, yes, sir. So going to be training with the Chiefs this offseason. I don't know if that's going to mean anything in terms of the Chiefs signing him, but he's definitely trying to still stay in shape and stay relevant. And he's done a good job of that on Twitter, you know, always being active in conversations with players, commenting on the game, trying to really, like, inches way back into the league and i don't know i think des might have a little bit left in the tank do you really believe that i don't know the last time that i saw him play like four years ago he had some left in the tank so we'll see but you know maybe hey xfl give him a call yeah oh dear lord yeah i took that back immediately after (laughs) i said it (laughs) yeah Yeah. but but you know what i'm saying like when he when he was out of the league i did think that he still had more left in the tank now it's been a few years maybe you yeah i don't know about that uh vegas has projected wins for next year that's right kansas city chiefs sit at the top with 11 and a half wins the question on twitter from at you stadium was vegas is early over under win totals which two do you bet the house on Nick Price? I'll tell you one that I'm betting the house on. That is, I am betting the house that New England does not get to ten and a half wins next year. It's going to be tough, man. I mean, ten the, is their ceiling with with a, with an aging Tom Brady and maybe without Tom Brady, right? It's going to be tough too because like the Bills are. They showed last year that they are real, con, not, maybe not contenders, but competitors in this division at least. And Sam Darnold's going to be healthy, or at least you would think that he's going to be healthy for more of the season. So that makes that Jets game a little bit tougher. And who right. knows if they bring back Ryan Fitzpatrick and Miami is going to get at least one against the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. At New England, probably. Um, the other one I'm betting the house against is I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the New York Giants over at six and a half wins. Over I six like and a half. I like what Daniel Jones showed us in his short period of time in New York this year. Saquon Barkley coming back a little bit healthier. They have a little bit of a core of receivers around uh, Daniel Jones, and I think that division, which they have the Eagles winning ten games. That was one of the worst divisions in football this year. I can't see that happening. I think the Eagles could win 10 games if they can get some healthy wide receivers around Carson Wentz. But the two I'm betting on is that New England doesn't get to 10 and a half wins, so under on that. And I'm betting that the New York Giants get at least seven wins next year and go seven and nine. I haven't really looked too far into this, honestly, but just my initial reaction here, seven and a half wins for the Chargers, that's going to depend a lot on what they do at quarterback, and it's going to be tough because you got two matchups with 
Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You got two matchups with Drew Locke and the upcoming Broncos and the Raiders. Like the Raiders are projected seven wins here. The Raiders weren't that bad last year. They weren't that great, so but they were def- they were definitely better than people thought. Also, yeah. another one that I'm looking at right here is the Seahawks at nine wins. I'd probably take the over on that. They always seem to get it figured out. And I mean, do you see the pictures of Russell Wilson? That mm. guy's got an unlimited swag at this point. Tell me about it. I mean, I already talked to you about that last week about how I feel about Russ, and I yeah. am all about what Russell Wilson is doing right now because he is feeling him damn self very well. What about San Fran at ten and a half? Ten and a half? That seems about right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think that obviously a great team and they've got a lot of experience now. They got some playoff experience. They're going to be able to put away those close games. I would think like they're probably going to win 11 or 12 next year. Vegas projected over under wins. Chiefs lead the league with 11 and a half. Next below them the is over. the Baltimore rate. You're taking the over 12 again. Yeah. Three straight seasons, 12 yep. and four. Why not? Uh, Baltimore is right behind them with 11 wins. That's also an interesting one. Um, You have another story. I got one last one for us. So a Christian activist plans to sue the NFL because Shakira and J-Lo's performances endangered his eternal soul. And I pulled a couple good quotes from this one. Um, He said, quote, would that halftime show, would that have been rated PG? Were there any warnings that your 12-year-old son, whose hormones are just starting to operate, Mm. was there any warning that he was... Uh, that he was going to see might cause him to get sexually excited. Another quote from the article, could I go into a courtroom and say, viewing that, or viewing what you put on the screen put me in danger of hellfire? He continued, quote, hellfire. <laughs> could, could the court say, that doesn't apply here because the right to produce porn overrides your right to not watch it? Yeah, well, you didn't tell me I was going to watch it. You just brought it into my living room. You didn't tell me there was... Uh, there were going to be crotch shots. That's mm. discriminatory against the value I have in my house. You just can't do that. I want to sue them for about $867 trillion. I mean, thoughts on this? I feel like everybody kind of had the same reaction. Maybe like, not the suing the NFL, flowing? but the the hormones were flowing. Like, it was it was a pretty exciting have you, the movie, have you seen the movie Zootopia? Uh, no, I have not. So Shakira plays a character, like a rock star character in there. She wore the same outfit in the Super Bowl. You love to see that. Um, yeah, so like, I'm not really like upset with like the halftime performance. I loved the halftime performance. I'll oh, tell yeah. you what, like I think Shakira nailed it out of the park, especially with the whole like thing with the, yeah. I thought that was great. I thought J-Lo for being 50 was still rocking it. Um, more power to him, man. I mean, like last year, Adam Levine took his shirt off and I was disturbed. I wasn't going to my uh, I wasn't going to my email spot and trying to sue the NFL because there was a weird shirtless man with misplaced tattoos everywhere. Nah, let the ladies do what they want to do. Nothing was seen, nothing was naked, nothing was fine, and just relax. Sorry that you had a guy watching the show that was about to get horny for the first time. If you were ever going to get horny for the first time, that halftime show is probably where you wanted to get horny. That's probably it. Speaking of horny, we're about to be off the air for this Saturday, and then coming up after us, we'll be out of bounds with Chris Unicero, Julio Sanchez. Julian Carroll, and that is what we coin as the sexiest trio on sports radio. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Bot out of here, and then Chris Unicero and Julio Sanchez will take over your overtime hours of 3 to 5, then K State at 6 p.m. Uh, as they kick off, I guess not kick off, they tip off at 7 o'clock. On 610 Sports Radio pregame starting at 6 p.m. As you can hear the sweet sounds of Wyatt Thompson. I met Wyatt Thompson once. Um, They had like this broadcasters association at Kauffman Stadium. I don't know if you've ever gone to that. There's a lot of KAB. The KAB. Yeah. Kansas Association of Broadcasters. Did you go to that? I won a KAB. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
I, had to I, slide uh, that in there. I got to meet uh, Bob Davis, Wyatt Thompson, Denny Matthews, and uh, Ryan Lefevre. Ryan Lefevre now, fan of the show, comes on quite often during baseball season. Um, I remember the first time I met Denny Matthews, I said, Denny, why don't we take a selfie? And he goes, well, Dusty, it wouldn't be a selfie if we were both in it. Fair Fair enough. <laughs> said, I went, fair enough, Denny. I love my that. goodness. Yeah, that's what he said to me. And then we literally took a picture. He goes, see, there's two of us. It's not a selfie. Ball outside to Ibanez. Ibanez wasn't playing for the Royals. I just really loved when Denny Matthews would say, ball outside to Ibanez. Fun show today. Um, a little controversial at the end. Uh, some people really like the XFL. That's totally fine. I am not going to get mad at you for what you choose to do with your free time. Um, I am happy that it is a platform for players to get a second chance. Um, but we started the show off with uh, what the parade and what the season was for us as you close that Chiefs book that you haven't really read before. And what I mean by that is that normally your Chiefs season ends in heartbreak and in disappointment, and you are waiting for the next year to lie to yourself once again. Uh, I'll never forget when I got my hair cut because I have the same barber I've had for the last like five years at Courtney Brothers in Blue Springs on 40 Highway. So shout out to them. Um, I never will forget when they lost to Pittsburgh, when they didn't uh, where they didn't allow a touchdown, but they didn't score. They they lost to like what, eight field goals or something like that. And OK, I'm really starting to think this over might hit. Um Vegas is never wrong, man. They really are. They're really never wrong. It's 19 to 19 now. This game is starting to pick up in the offensive side. Um, <laughs> and I think that it's interesting because this year's chief season was a book that you hadn't read before. Uh, this this chief season was a season in which, yeah, you felt a little bit of heartbreak at times. I think in that Houston game, that Tennessee game, and probably that like three straight losses at home. But I think after reading this book, you could read this book over and over again because I think that's the new type of narrative or, I guess, narration of a type of story that's going to be with the Chiefs moving forward. Also, they're going to pay Mahomes this offseason and everybody's fine with it. I don't think that that article that Pro Football Talk wrote about how quarterbacks, eight of the last 10 years who have the biggest cap hit of their roster, uh, don't make the playoffs. I don't think that's going to be an issue when it comes to the Chiefs just because I saw how good Patrick Mahomes was with Albert Wilson. Uh, in week 17 of the 2017 season. I think that this quarterback that they have, that they will eventually pay, that will eventually get a ton of money, is somebody that is just different than we've seen before. We broke down a Mahomes topic where between the ages of 23 and 24, um, he has done something that none of the people in front of him, and I say people, the great quarterbacks in front of him, did at that time period, not even Dan Marino. Dan Marino threw 21 interceptions more, even though he threw three more touchdowns, but he never won a Super Bowl at any point in his career. Mahomes has done that, right? Mahomes has already won a Super Bowl. Brady won a Super Bowl, but he didn't have the two straight years that Tom Brady or that Patrick Mahomes had because he wasn't really able to do that because he didn't start at 22 he, or 23. He started at 24 when he filled in for Drew Bledsoe, but he developed that winning mentality, which is what Patrick Mahomes did. Uh, we talked about the XFL starting today. I don't think it will last very long. I think it's a poor product. I think it's just something that fits in the type of year on the calendar where people are just starved for entertaining sports because, like I said earlier, I don't think college basketball really does it for a lot of people. Kansas City in general doesn't have an NBA team, and the NBA isn't for everybody. I understand that. Um, 
but don't get attached to this. I don't think it lasts very long. This is, I think, Vince McMahon's like dying ditch effort is to be successful in something that he sees so much money involved in. Um, but it's just, I don't think it's the product that you're looking for. I mean, the AAF failed. The XFL failed the first time. They tried to revamp it, try to regroup it, try to do it again. We'll see what happens. Enjoy whatever you want to watch out of it. Like I said, I won't pay much attention to it. I'll see scores. I'll see lines and see if they hit. And right now there's, what, 38 points in this game combined, I think is what the total is right now. And they got to get to 51 and a half. Um, but I'm not really interested in guys named Max McCaffrey, who are the brothers of Christian McCaffrey or Aaron Murray um, or Matt McGloin, you know. Um, but that's just the way it is. And I think that uh, when you wrap up a Saturday here on uh, Live and Local on 610 Sports Radio, we have to thank you folks for listening to us and letting us get off our takes and tell you guys how we feel. We appreciate the feedback and everything that goes with it. Um, but it is that time of year in sports, right? Like it's February. It's it's the lower part. It's, uh, it's where things get into a little bit of a slow period and where apparently people get pissed off if you talk bad about the XFL, which is fine. Um, but you get a doubleheader today, you get a doubleheader tomorrow, and then the surprise uh, factor of it being a new thing, which it's not. It's already been here before and failed. But once it's a new thing, wears off, we'll see what it looks like. Two-minute warning. That'll bring us to the two-minute warning. What the heck? Let's go. What are you crushing first, Nick Price? You crushing the new Nachos Party Pack or Tachos from Sonic? Tachos, man. I'm all about the shows. I feel like I got to get me some of those. From the 573, I'm a simpleton, and I would rather watch YouTube reviews of Sega Genesis games than watch the XFL. To be fair, though, I love old games. Speaking of which, love the job you guys do on Saturday. And as for the next man up, let the haters hate, dudes. Appreciate it. That was yeah. a very, very specific example of what you'd rather watch. But I'm more hey, intrigued. I, like I, didn't, it. I didn't know they did views of Sega Genesis games. Man, I could go back and watch things on Pitfall, Sonic, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic Toe and Jam and Earl. You ever play that? Did not. Um, don't even know what Toe Jam and Earl is. It's a classic. The fact that you haven't seen the movie Heavyweights is still on just just insane to me. Hmm. Don't you have Disney Plus? I do have Disney Plus. Is it on there? It is. It's a Disney movie. Uh, by the way, so is Toy Story 4. Eh. You didn't like it? It's all right. Toy Story 4, like, Great I, I don't think Sealed that they had to do another one because the ending of Toy Story 3, I mean, like, it ripped all of our hearts out, and it was like this. Well, I mean, at one point, Toy Story 3 got dark. Very dark. I mean, they almost burned in hell. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Hellfire. Literally. Um, but no, it was all right. But again, um, yeah, I mean, Heavyweights is good. But I think I might go tachos. Tachos, for sure. To, that or I'm going to have to stag me a spicy chicken Sammy from Popeye's on the way out of here. Mm-hmm. I haven't had one in about a month. I don't know why it does it to me. That and I need to try Zaxby's, apparently. Zaxby's is good, man. They got chicken wings, too. You're a big wing fan? Do you Huge. like wings? Love yeah. wings. Yeah, go try Zaxby's. It's not the best wings that you'll ever have, but for a drive through I'd crush that any day. The Oscars are Sunday. We gave out ours. Best actor in a leading role was Tyron Matthew as the landlord. Um, we also have a uh, best supporting actor, which was Jackson Mahomes. Mm-hmm. A lot of support from him this year. It was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, comedy role, Paul Rudd. Uh, best original score was the run against Tennessee of Dusty Likens. That's Nick Price coming up next. Live and local continues till 5 o'clock. It's a full show on overtime with Christian Nacero and Julio Sanchez. Jillian Carroll out today. So it's two of the three sexiest trio in sports radio in Kansas City. Enjoy the XFL today and tomorrow. I'm going to go enjoy a lot of other things. That's just what I'm throwing out there. Probably a Miller High Life, which is basically the XFL of beers. So I'm condescending. So I am who I am. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Nick Price. Set of bounds. Enjoy the guys next.